Hello and welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. My name is Colleen and I am joined today by my amazing co-host Tina. And we also have a special guest, Michaela Wood, who is from the podcast Drink the Movies. And she's also a client of mine. And today, Michaela, I'm so excited. She's going to be sharing with us her recent experience on the Galactic Star Cruiser at Walt Disney World. We're not jealous at all, Michaela, but I can't wait to hear all about it. But before we get started, we do always like to say a little something about the sponsors of our show, Mystical Dream Travel. Mystical Dream Travel is a full service travel agency specializing in family vacations, such as Disney destinations, all the major cruise lines, Mexico, Caribbean. The agents of Mystical Dream Travel will help you from start to finish to plan your perfect vacation. And if you're ready to start your next family vacation, definitely be sure to look them up. You can find them at mysticaldreamtravel.com or on social media. Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast, where your hosts, Tina and Colleen, talk about all things travel. From theme parks to cruises to all-inclusive resorts and more, they cover news, tricks, and insider tips to inspire your travel dreams. They love to travel and want you to love it too. Find out their best-kept secrets and learn how to make your next vacation extra magical right here on the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. Hello, ladies. How are you both today? Good, good. I'm excited. I am so excited for this podcast today. I know, me too. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to want to talk about it. I just know it. (laughs) So, Michaela, thank you so much for agreeing to come on and tell us all of the inside scoop. I thought we could start by, you can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I, my name is Michaela Wood and I do have a podcast called Drink the Movies that you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where Anchor Podcasts are distributed. But that is not all. I'm also a mom who loves to travel. So it works really great that we're together talking about one of my, the very last vacation that I went on, which is the Galactic Star Cruiser. I am a mom of one son. He is seven years old. And I love to travel in my spare time. I don't have a lot of it because I'm a mom of a seven-year-old, but (laughs) when I can, I I do enjoy traveling. And so this is a match made in heaven. I'm so excited. I am too. Oh my gosh. So I know you're a big Disney fan already. So what I'm assuming you must be big Star Wars fans because you made it sound like this was something you guys just jumped right on as soon as it was announced. Yes. The day that it was announced, which I think was in October of 2021 is when you could actually book the, the stay. We went ahead and booked it. And it was interesting because it started booking in March of 2022. And the earliest we could get was the week of of May 18th through the 20th. So it had booked up pretty, pretty much for like three months straight. There was so much anticipation and hype over that though. So, I mean, I, I was like, I expected that for it to like super, (laughs) be super busy at first. So is your whole family into Star Wars? We are. We are. My husband is a big movie buff. I mean, he would have to be married to me. And so we (laughs) we love all of the Star Wars. And if for anybody who doesn't know, there's like nine films out now. Well, actually, there's like 11, 11 films out now around Star Wars, right? There's the seven or the nine episodes because you have the first trilogy, the second trilogy, the third trilogy, and then you have Star Wars Rogue. Rogue One, which is set in between the trilogies. My personal favorite. Absolutely. (laughs) So good. It's so amazing. And then you have Han Solo, which got mixed reviews, but I still thought it was amazing. And so yes, all of the films. There's also a ton of other stuff that Disney has put out, right? So Disney put out The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett. Now Obi-Wan Kenobi is out on Disney+. Plus. There's so many things that are really immersive and that's not even counting any of the animated series. Oh, right. Yeah. right. Bad right. Wars and Bone like all Wars. that. Oh, yeah. So there is tons of stuff out there. Then there's books. If you just, if you're super esoteric and you want to read a book, you can do that. <laughs> there's a lot of that happening. So yes, but in a word, you, yes, we love all the things Star Wars. Awesome. So are you watching the, the new series? I am. It's so good. It's oh, so are you good. watching it, Tina? Yes, I am watching it with my daughter. She's a Star Wars nut. 
So. Oh, I didn't know that Sarah loves Star Wars. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. Well, Tina, mm-hmm. I don't know. You're going to have to go to the Star Wars. I, I've already been asked <laughs> yeah. multiple times. <laughs> yes. So a little background about the Galactic Star Cruiser, just in case some of our listeners aren't familiar with what it is, mm-hmm. is it is a, a two night super immersive experience at a, a resort at Walt Disney World that is entirely like Star Wars themed and basically you're boarding this star cruiser and going out into the galaxy and visiting another world and there's missions and all kinds of cool stuff. So I cannot wait to hear about what it actually was like to be there. So let's start at the beginning. So okay. what what was the check like what was the first thing that you do like what's the check-in process like So they're pretty they're pretty strict about the check-in time. So anybody who has booked yet and they haven't gone or they're going to book, they really mean it. When they say 1 p.m., don't try and get there at 11. Don't do that. You will be outside in the heat oh, in wow. in Florida. That's don't do that. Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to hang out outside. Yeah, it's fairly easy to get to. Google Maps will tell you where to go. Your parking is included. They have valet parking and you're going to park. I'll tell you what, it was amazing. So everybody knows, or they should know, this is not a, this is not an inexpensive trip. Okay. This is, this is a, this is really not an inexpensive trip for two nights. (laughs) I I, I like that. I, I understand that. Okay. But, but this, this is where I think you, you first start to see and feel where that money is going to, because when we got there, of course, we're in a minivan. We park up. We have, you know, tons of luggage. They not only help you with your luggage, which is pretty expected, but we get there. They have cold towels to give you Ooh. in the middle Ooh. of the Floridian sun. And they're like, welcome to the Halcyon. You're going to be boarding soon. And you stand in a little line. And whether you're in garb or not, you get this picture moment where you can take a picture of yourself with the backdrop of the Halcyon Galactic Star Cruiser kind of a highlight and everybody who's been loves to show those pictures. It's the very first kind of immersive moment. And so you're waiting, they they get your data pads ready. And what is a data pad? So in order to have the experience that you have and to do your missions, you need to know what those are. All of that happens on an app that is downloaded either on your phone or on your iPad or whatever device that you have. Now, if you brought on a child like I did, who doesn't have access to an iPad or to a, to a phone 24-7, they will actually give you one. Oh, wow. Really? I was just going to ask if it's something like every person needs their own. I would say if you, if you have a child that can't read really well yet, then they're just going to use yours. Okay. Okay. Uh, We got one for my son because he really wanted to look like us and and (laughs) have one. Um, He didn't use his much because he's still, you know, he's, he was in first grade. So he, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of. Sort of planet language going yeah. on. There's a lot of Star Wars ease stuff. So yeah. if you, but the, but that is essential. So you're going to spend time while you're having your cold towel on your neck and mm-hmm. like in this like beautiful area that's like, it's very, it's very beautiful, but it is, it's encased in like concrete because you're going in mm-hmm. to a ship hangar because you really are going onto a starship that's going to take mm-hmm. you off, take off and go into space. It's super cool. So it's very like you, you utility based and it's, it's very functional, but it's also mm-hmm. really nice. And so you get your data pad all ready and hooked up and you're ready to go. And you meet with different members of the, the, what they would say the cast, but they make sure that you are all logged in. They give you your wristlets. So as part of the Walt Disney experience, right, you have your wristbands. And if you don't know, I'm you ladies know, but if you don't know your wristbands are essential to help you pay for things without carrying around mm-hmm. your wallet helps you get access into things. That's really important. And then they, and the ones that they give you, the bands that they give you are really cool. You can only get them on the house. I know. I was just going to say, I've seen pictures of them. They are really good looking. <laughs> yes, they are. And they, the, what I thought was the coolest is they come in multiple sizes. So even if you have a little one who has a tiny wrist, they can still wear it and it'll still be really cool. Oh, oh cute. Nice. I love yeah. that. Wow. 
I, it sounds like, so I know a lot of people have like likened it to going on a cruise, right? And a lot of what you're saying right now is like, kind of sounds like that embarkation process, mm. like you would experience on a cruise, like an ocean cruise. So that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. They, when they bring you on board, you have a safety moment, which I think is really important, but they make the safety moment a, a, Base safety moment. I mean, they really do a great job of immersing you where you don't feel like this is something that is kind of performative or, you know, like the magic starts to occur. Once you go mm -hmm. in to the Star Cruiser Bay area, you know, they will show you to your, to your room. You have handheld service the entire time. So they show you where things are. They'll give you a tour. They, help, they show you how to use your data pad and there are certain characters that you're going to meet that you are going to get messages from in this data pad. They kind of help you figure out who's who. If you're a child, they set you up. I mean, my son just loved it so much because he felt so empowered and independent and he could run around and just play with all of these amazing Star Wars characters in on this starship. It was incredible. That's really great to know. Cause I was wondering like how kid friendly it was, you know, especially for younger kids. And if it was something maybe better for older kids, but it sounds like they have done a great job of incorporating it for all ages. Yeah. I would say, I think if you're probably under the age of three, it's going to, it would be slightly a challenge just because they don't have a kid's club, but they mm -hmm. have a lot of kid activities, but they are activities that I think you would enjoy if you're a little bit older. So if you have like a three-year-old with you, that three-year-old's probably going to be with you for the majority of the time. Mm -hmm. But like my son, he was able to meet other people on and other kids on the ship and they would go off and do their own missions. And I felt uh, you know, he's my only one. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I'm a helicopter or overprotective mom, <laughs> but I'm kind of a helicopter overprotective mom. So yeah. he, he was able to go and run around and go into the different rooms. And if your wristband let you in, you were supposed to be there. And I just felt totally safe. Oh, um, cool. and that he was totally safe and he had a completely different experience than me and my husband did because he did different missions and that it was, was awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, that's fun. So I have to ask, because I have seen, like you said, everybody posts all these pictures, right? So did you and your family dress up in the character costumes? We absolutely did. Now, that is not a requirement. It's, nice. it's not something that everybody has to do for sure. There were people that were just dressed like normal people, but I would say if you're, if you're going to spend that kind of money, you want to be part of that immersive experience. Yeah. And there are Facebook pages. There are, I'm sure there are podcasts about it. I mean, there are tons of resources where if you don't normally like to LARP, <laughs> which is live action role play, if you're, if that's not who you are normally, but you want to give it a go there, it does not have to be an expensive endeavor to find some pieces in your own wardrobe or at Walmart or Target that will fit your budget and still make you feel like you're part of the team, right? And part of, you know, the experience. Mm -hmm. I did dress up. It's very warm, especially if you're going to go in the summer months. So just be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I would say is if you're going to go in the summer months, you want to take maybe a water bottle with you because you are going to be spending some time outside. And I know we'll get to kind of the missions, but you want to make sure that you stay hydrated. If you're in, in the ship, it's very comfortable. But if you go outside onto the planet Batu, it is, it, they've got three suns on that planet. It's really <laughs> hot. Yeah. yeah. That sounds hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a good, a good tip for sure. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're staying hydrated. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I, like you're saying, like, I'm not necessarily one that would dress up normally, but I feel like if, if I did this, we would have to, I know Tina, I know Sarah would, would dress up. Oh yeah. She already has her outfits picked out on Etsy. <laughs> I love it. Yep. <laughs> but I Colleen, you are starting to Disney bound. So I do like Disney bounding. I do. Yeah. It's a little, a yeah. little different though. And that is something maybe mm. we should point out too, is that on the Galactic Star Cruiser, unlike the Disney parks where adults are not really supposed to dress up on the Disney Cru Star Cruiser, they are encouraged to dress up, which mm. is kind of different and, and cool. Absolutely. Yeah. The only, the only restrictions are face masks. You can do okay. face paint. And in fact, now there's an extra 
service that you can get. And I don't know how much it is, but you can look it up and you can get your face painted as, as a character or a, a, an alien, right? So a race, you can get that kind of design on your face. It's Mm. amazing. And it looked great. So we had blue people, we had green people, we had people with the big, long, like, I don't know what they were. They were like, they come down and they're like, it was amazing. I mean, people take it to the next level because it's such, it's supposed to be such an immersive experience mm-hmm. and it's only a couple of days and it is so expensive. If you really want to feel like you're part of it, I, right. I do encourage you to dress up just a little. You don't have to do much, but they're not going to say anything if you don't, right? right. You yeah. can be part of it and you'll be doing missions or you'll be sitting back with a cocktail You'll be able to enjoy it no matter what. No matter what. I wonder if they'll do something, and maybe they do something similar, but Star Wars wise to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Yeah. Yes. But a Star Wars spin. I think that's, I mean, (laughs) they would be silly not to do that because. Yeah, we would all pay for it. Yeah, you we know sure people would. would pay for it. Yeah, exactly. we sure would. Yeah, yeah. They do have, so they have a gift shop on deck. I was wondering, yeah. And the gift shop has a lot of exclusive thing choices okay. and costuming. Okay? okay. So when my son got there, he fell in love with the captain of the ship, the captain. She's blue. It's amazing. Mm. She's amazing. I, it might not be a girl for y'all, for y'all, if you go on it, but mm. my, our captain was a woman. She was blue and she was awesome. And she had this very cool kind of vest. He immediately had to have one. And luckily they sell them there because oh, right. this is Disney. They yes, don't, yes, don't make it happen. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Okay. So let's talk about your cabin. So what, which type of cabin did you guys get? So you only get two choices. Okay. And I, so there's the deluxe and then there's the the premium. I think I had the one that everybody has, (laughs) because I think when you, when, when you look at it, I think there's 200 rooms in total, which is actually not very many rooms. Four four of them are suites. Oh, only oh, four. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. So they probably yeah. book up super fast. Right. And so we had a party of four with us. It was my husband and my son. So that's three. And then my pod partner, Brian from Drink the Movies, mm-hmm. he is an even bigger Star Wars fan than, than we are. I mean, he, it, he has his own podcast called even, I'm sorry, it's called the Old Republic Podcast talking just about Star Wars. I oh, mean, he, wow. Oh, wow. Nice. He is a big Star Wars fan. And so he came along with us and I was a little concerned because he, we're really close, but I was like, how close are we going to be on this? <laughs> sure. on this, <laughs> on this, in this room that looks, it doesn't look, but you think going into it, that it's going to be like a cruise room, which is not known for its space, right? right. It's, it's right. known for being super tight with a little porthole, if you're lucky, right? Unless you spend a billion dollars and we spent a billion dollars and we didn't even get that. Right? <laughs> didn't mm-hmm. get that. Yes, we yeah. didn't even get that. But what we, what we got, first of all, the room I thought was really nice. It was probably a a six, the, the room itself was probably like a 16 by 16 room, maybe even a 20 by 20. Oh, wow. it doesn't, it doesn't sound big perhaps, but I thought it was fine. There was a full bed, a queen bed in the middle. And then there were, it built into the room. There are two bunk beds. Yeah. And those look okay. so cool in the pictures. They do look really cool. And they actually fit like six foot five people. I mean, Brian stayed in it. He's not a super tall person, but Mm -hmm. he was able to fit beautifully. It is, they're twin beds, but I think they're like twins and a half because they're really large. And so there's also a Murphy bed that kind of comes out off of the wall. So if you have five people and you need that as an option with a little bit, a little bit more money, they will make that happen. (laughs) They will make that happen. Oh, that's good to know, you know, because there's a lot of families of five, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's good. Awesome. So so it sounds like it was maybe a little bit more spacious than like a cruise. Absolutely. I, I was blown away. I was blown away by the decor. I was blown away by the usefulness because you don't have a lot of space. Mm-hmm. There's a table that comes out of the wall. Ooh. And so you can have a table if you want. Now it's not a big one, but it was, it was amazing for us. The most um, impressive thing about this room, two things. First of all, the window, as if, as you know, this is this it's a ship. So you have to have a decent window no, yes. without it really being a window. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, it is amazing. It was amazing. So the way this works is you go into a pod 
when you first get on board, you go into a pod after you have your safety moment and it takes you up into space where you find the halcyon. And that's where somebody meets you, greets you, shows you around and shows you into your room, shows you all the features of your room. Mm. It really feels like white glove service. They show you how to dim the lights around this window. And so you can see space and you, and it's a much more dim kind of environment. So when you're going to sleep, you can still look outside and see the stars and see planets go by. It's amazing. But you also have your own droid. You press a button on the wall and a travel droid comes up and it's actually part of the storyline. So at the end of your first night, you get messages from this droid and you talk to it and it talks back to you. I don't know how they do that. I know. That's amazing. It's what amazing. is this magic? <laughs> yeah, it, it is truly magical. They're, like I said, they're part of the storyline and I don't want to spoil too much of what happens, mm-hmm. um, but they ask you questions, you ask them for favors, they give you a mission. And then oh. at the end of the first night, they ask if you want a bedtime story or a lullaby. Oh, stop! It's that amazing. Is so cool. Oh so, we all cuddled into bed, right? We all got ready yeah, for bed. Yeah. My son's half asleep anyway, because it's been a long day. And we ask for a story and it was amazing. It's, oh, it's so That cool. is so cool. What a nice touch to the room. So yes. only 200 cabins on the ship. So, so it, it, did it feel like it didn't really feel crowded, I'm assuming. like it. No, no. I thought it was really well done. And obviously they were building this before COVID and then mm-hmm. through COVID. So I think they had to make uh, a few adjustments. Mm-hmm. Some of the main action will happen in what they call the atrium. So the atrium is kind of this open space. You have the, the bridge, which is the front of the ship where you go mm-hmm. and like steer. Okay. And you have bridge training. Everybody has bridge training. So you're going to get to spend some time pressing buttons and watching yourself go into light speed and warp speed. It's really cool. But the atrium is kind of this wide open space. There's a lot of seating and they have kind of a double level of action. So you Mm -hmm. are able to see any of the character plot or development of the plot of the story kind of from wherever you are. And so it was, that was the only time where I thought it was a little crowded, but again, it's only 200 people. Um, And they're very, they're very conscious of if you're wearing a mask, if you're not wearing a mask, Mm -hmm. they, you know, make sure to enunciate really well. We didn't have any problems hearing anybody or seeing anybody. And, you know, it really didn't feel very crowded to us and we're kind of hypochondriacs when it comes to COVID. So I thought it was fine. Oh, good. Even, even the bar, which we should definitely talk about the starlight lounge. We will get to the bar for sure. (laughs) But even then it didn't, it didn't feel crunched into me at all. Oh, cool. So I'm curious how structured the experience is because I know there's like missions and there's certain trainings, but did you also have free time? Did, did you have to do certain things or was it kind of like you could make it up as whatever you wanted? Yeah, this could be as behaviorally directed as you wanted it to be, right? So you, if you just want to watch the things that are happening as part of kind of the experience and sit there and have a cocktail all day, you were able to do that and you... Hmm would have a great time. <laughs> it is so immersive. It, you can, you, people were playing out their own storylines because people had like backstories where they're like, okay, we're going to get on the ship and I'm going to meet other people like me. And we're, we're going to, we're going to play games. There's the card game. I'm going to say it wrong. Oh, Sabak. Sabak. There's a Sabak I was, tournament. And that was one of my questions to you is if you played Sabak. <laughs> I did. So mm-hmm. I played it on in, in the, in the starlight, in the starlight lounge, sublight lounge. They have a Sabak board where it's all done by computer, but there were people that brought their cards. They had a whole tournament going. So wow, if you don't want to wow. do any missions and you just wanted to play Sabak with other people that wanted That's to play awesome. Sabak from across the universe, you were able to do that. It was amazing. And they had amazing. ones for kids. They had ones for adults. It was great. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's great. But really, so let's talk a little bit about the timeline. So you get in. And you, you check in is at one 
at least it was when I was there. Okay. Mm-hmm. In May of 2022 for whoever's listening. <laughs> years mm-hmm. Check-in was at one. We settled into our room. We, we found the bar <laughs> by one o'clock. We had a couple of drinks. We met a couple people, Stephen Michael, that is my son. He was already meeting people and having a good time. Nothing really started to happen until about four. And at four o'clock, we, you, you have your trainings kind of on the first day. So you, you are supposed to do lightsaber training. Everyone will do lightsaber training, which is pretty awesome. And we could talk about that. And then bridge training. Those are half an hour events where you don't have to go if you don't want to, but why wouldn't you want to? Those yeah. are amazing. Yeah. So you meet some of the Maja. So the Jedi or Saja, sorry, they're Saja. They're the Jedi leaders because this this ship that you're on, the Halcyon, this is its like 200th voyage. And so the idea behind this is that it's going to recreate a voyage that it did when it first started out. And you're going to an excursion on Batu and coming back. That's kind of the premise of where you're going. Batu is the place where you, you'll land and it's the got three suns. So it's really hot, kind of like Florida. Mm-hmm. And you, you're going to go out and have an excursion the morning or the afternoon of the second day. And mm-hmm. that's really depending on what's on your data pad. So before you even go on this, you're going to get a phone call from your I don't know, Disney cast member representative that says, you know, is there anything we would like to book for you? Anything you would like to book for us, whether it's lightsaber, building, droid building, you want to go to Olga's cafe, right? Any of those things when you're on Batu. So cool. Okay. But none of that happens on the first day. The first day you kind of get acclimated and you do some trainings they're amazing. I mean, I, I'm an emotional person, but I swear I got weepy like three times because yeah. <laughs> my son was chosen to like lead us into light speed for the very Aww. first time. Cool. And nice. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. The attention to detail. I mean, I cannot say enough about how detailed they were in making sure that everyone got a chance to do the things that they wanted to do mm-hmm. and to really have that moment of magic. If you were a person who really is in love with the idea of the force in the Saja training with the Jedi, well, in the Jedi training or the lightsaber training with the Sajas, mm-hmm. they have this really cool ball. And if you remember from the movies, that's what Luke Skywalker trained with. It's mm-hmm. very similar to yeah. that. And you, and whether or not, you know, they only have a few of them. So whether you're standing there with a ball, with the ball and you, you're trying to lightsaber your way, you also have a shield and then you're, you're, I mean, everybody's doing something and you're using the force and they have amazing cast members that really can ad lib and kind of improvise and make you feel like this is a very real, real thing. It's so great. Oh my gosh, that just sounds amazing. I, I, I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> I want to go. Right? I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're really, you're definitely selling it for us. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm thinking we need a magical mo- traveling moms. But... I know, I think we do. So <laughs> I, we do. I yeah. want to know more about this excursion to Batu. Sure. So, 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 are they, did they, so is what I'm understanding is they kind of split everybody up. So some people do a morning excursion. Some people do a, an afternoon or. Yes. So you will talk to a person a couple of weeks before. Um, now, when you book your trip, if you know, hey, you want to do all of those things, you tell them they really know what they're doing at Disney. I mean, you know this, right? Yeah. There's, there's a reason why this is like the most amazing place on earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they will put everything together. They kind of know the drill. Everybody kind of knew what was going on. That was the beauty of it is all you had to do was be like, I'm on the Halcyon. And they were like, I got you. I got you girl. So they will book everything. You have the option of doing portraits as well. And that's going to be on the ship. You're definitely going to want to do that. I think it's like a hundred bucks. It's with professional photographers. I will send you all the pictures that were done with me and my family. I mean, I I look like Jabba the Hutt and they make me look like a, like a star Wars (laughs) goddess Jedi. It's amazing. amazing. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And it was awesome. Um, (laughs) 
I've never felt so beautiful. And I had a lightsaber. It was oh great. Oh my gosh. That's so, so great. cool. Yeah. So they will, they will book all of that stuff for you and you will see it all on your data pad. That's one of the reasons why the data pad is so important. So we had our excursions in the morning. When you, when you have your excursion, you're going to get back on your little carrier. That's going to fly you down from your ship to the landing pad on Batu. Then when you go to Batu, you're going to end up basically in the middle of galaxy's edge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you can do anything you want when you're there. You don't have to do any missions. You will have a list of missions that will show up on your data pad. And what it'll, it'll be like a chat that starts once you start interacting with people on the ship, the, like the captain, or there's a, there's a performer that's coming. Her name is Gaia. She has kind of a helper. There's a bunch of characters that will kind of send you a chat after they've met you. And you can decide if you want to be on the light side or the dark side, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a captain from the first order that jumps on the ship and says that they're going to start searching around. You have to decide if you're going to help the captain or if you're going to hide all of the secret, you know, if you're going to help collect coaxium from the, from Batu. And I'm not telling you anything that's going to spoil anything, but there's, I I mean, I couldn't even count. But you need to tell us which side you picked. (laughs) Well, we definitely picked the the light side. My son, however, he was a double, double agent. Oh, he just wanted to do it all. So he did all of the dark side missions for kids. He did all of the light side missions, like all of the resistance stuff. It was, and he did it all while I was having a drink. Not really. It it was great. He got shout outs by both, by both sides at the end, because at the end, when they're about to do their big finale, they say thank you to certain people. And again, it really makes you feel like you helped you know, free mm-hmm. somebody or you helped further the first order's plans, right? You, you just felt like you were really part of it and it wasn't all a show. It's so magical. But anyway, I know I, I, I went back. I went, I went forward too far. Okay. So you, we got to Batu, and when you land on Batu, you will have fast pass access because one of the missions is to go collect coaxium. There's only one way to do that. And that is to ride the smugglers run. Okay. Yeah. I got to tell you, it was May. There were a billion people there. We did not wait in line because you don't have to. It was amazing. They give you these really beautiful pins that say members of the Halcyon. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll send you pictures. They're amazing. I should have worn it. But it's members (laughs) of the Halcyon. So you get into Smuggler's Run and you can try and steal as much coaxium as you possibly can because you need to bring that back on the ship for a mission. There's also a a resistance mission. So you will also get fast pass access to Rise of the Resistance. Oh, nice. Which was great. Now, when I went, because I I had been uh, at Galaxy's Edge in January of 2020. So right before the world shut down. And at the time they were doing a virtual queue. I don't know if they're doing that anymore. You, you would all know that better than me, but I got to tell you, we walked through, I don't know, a sea of people that were all like, what's going on? Why do they get to go on? Because it was even faster than the fast pass. I don't know how that's possible. (laughs) But that's what six thousand dollars will get you. It's insane. You can do anything you want. You can do anything you want. So you are able to ride both of those rides for sure. Now, again, you can go. You can leave that park. You can go somewhere else in Hollywood Studios if you want. Um, we did not because we can't. We wanted to continue to be part of the mission. Mm-hmm. We did Olga's Cafe or Olga's Cantina. Sorry. And that was probably our least favorite part because Olga's is very crowded. Yes. It's very hard to get into. Mm-hmm. If you've never been, it's, it's amazing to go once. I would yeah. say for us, even as much as I love the cocktails, cause they are beautiful and they're really great. And they've got great mocktails for kids that are just cool. They're mm-hmm. so cool. It's just not, it's a place I'd go once. And I would only go once with a kid because it's all high top seating. There's mm. very few tables. Mm-hmm. It's very crowded. That's the only mm. time where I was like, okay, we're just going to take a drink and we're going to go because it was just super crowded. It However, is it is air conditioned and that was nice. Yeah, that yeah. right. Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> we just did it for the first time. We were there in May as well. Oh, yeah. I just did. We just did Oga's Canteen. We're there. That's and I 100% time. agree with you. It is very crowded in there and we had we had 
got the high top table. We had to stand. It's very cool. And it was a cool experience. So I'm like, almost like one and done. Kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're an adult, I think it's very yes. different. My son, yeah. he is such a trooper. So he kind of, he kind of just chilled out and hung mm-hmm. out underneath, but I mean, it's, it's, yeah, that was probably my least favorite. So if that, you know, just full disclosure, the, the rest of the trip was amazing. So we were able to build our droid because you have droid races. That's an activity that happens later in the afternoon. So oh, you can bring your own if you've already built a droid, because we had already built a droid. You can certainly buy the Halcyon special droid. Okay. <laughs> in the shop just for you or you can build one there but they they planned all of that out for us and I remember when they did that it was a couple of weeks before when I said okay I've got all these things booked I I'm looking at this data pad and I don't understand it because I hadn't been on the ship yet mm-hmm. I said okay are, are we gonna have time to do everything and the gentleman his name I believe was Keith Keith wherever you are he's amazing and he was like look I, I am very immobile. He says, I usually walk around with a cane. I have to have some help. He says, I've been on this and I promise you're going to get to do everything, everything that's on your data pad, everything you've scheduled, you're going to have plenty of time to do. So everybody who does this needs to take a collective breath. If you, Mm -hmm. if you're worried about not doing it all, I promise you'll be able to do it all and more. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to do any of that, you can just enjoy Mm-hmm. You don't have to, right? You're not going to miss out. It's just really depending on what you want to do. That's awesome. Nice. nice. Okay. So <clears throat> the people who have been listening to our podcast for a while know that I'm the foodie of <laughs> the yes, magical yes. traveling moms <laughs> yes. duo. And so I have to know about the food because I've seen some pictures. I've read some things. It just sounds super cool. It is super cool. The food is included. Now, alcohol is not, but the food is included in your adventure. And they have a really great, they they just really know how to do it. Of course, it's Disney. I would expect nothing less, but this goes above and beyond because they have to cater to children. They have to cater to picky eaters. They have to cater Mm -hmm. to, you know, people with dietary restrictions. My family doesn't have any dietary restrictions, but I was next to a table that did. They were vegan. They were taken care of and their stuff looked amazing. They said it tasted amazing. It was Mm. awesome. So you will have dinner the first night. They have snacks and things throughout the day, but they have dinner the first night. It's really amazing. It's served family style, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you may or may not love, but it's just your party that's sharing it. So it's not like a long table of strangers where you're like, you've got somebody dipping their hands in. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's Mm -hmm. really lovely. And it's the first night we had like a, a kind of a shortbread beef amazing stew. It, it sounds, it, it was amazing. It was like fall off the bone. It was so, it was so great. Yeah. We had, and I, I have pictures of all of this. We had a ton of like gelatinous raspberry chocolate things for dessert that you had to like crack open. And Ooh. it lo- looked really, really cool. And it tasted great. And you can get tons of blue and green milk if you of would course. like. All of that is the green milk and blue milk is included and sodas and things like that are as well, but your alcoholic beverages, those are amazing and worth it. And we should talk about those, but they are separate. I will say the first dinner, it's like dinner in a show because you have Gaia who's there. You have her kind of counterpart who's Brian would be so mad because I don't know the race of the person, but she's (laughs) alien and Mm. she's she's amazing. You can't, her face is I mean, she's got a whole face thing on and she can play music and it's super cool. So you're able to like enjoy someone singing and kind of a show. There is an option for the dinners. It's called the captain's table. And if you can get in it, it's really small and it's a table that's in the center of the room. Mm-hmm. versus being in one spot. Now I will say they did a great job of moving around the space so mm-hmm. that I didn't feel that we had a bad seat. I don't think that anybody 
felt like they had a bad seat. The captain's table is something a little bit more specialized because the captain does come and spend a lot of time there. He, I don't think she eats with you, but she spends some time there mm-hmm. and you're in the center. So you, I think you might get a, a specialized menu on the second night. You get something like a 10 course meal. Wow. Now, we didn't do that because we couldn't get in um, right. because that was, of course, booked immediately. I'm sure. But, but I don't feel like I really missed out because I had a great time at dinner, at mm-hmm. the dinners. You know, depending on how dressed up you want to be, if you want to dress for dinner, you certainly can. But a lot of people didn't because they didn't have time. They were out running around doing Mm. their missions. It's not a super, so it's not super fancy. The food is really amazing and it looks really cool and alien-esque, but they also have a great kids menu. My son loved it. They, I mean, they had like a kind of a pizza that looked very galactic and he had kind of a, I don't know, macaroni that looked very cool because of the shape that it was in Mm. Just really, that's good. Everybody, no one was hungry by the end. That's good. That was one of my questions because my kids are picky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was worried. I'm like, are they going to eat anything that's on this ship? (laughs) Yeah. No, they will. They will. I mean, my son is pretty picky. For breakfast and lunch on day two, you can have lunch in your excursion. So you can have lunch on Batu, and they give you vouchers. So you don't have oh, to pay nice. extra for it. Cool. If you want to have lunch on Batu, if you don't, the food it, on the Halcyon is amazing. So the breakfast, it was, oh my gosh, the breakfast was so cool. You had a lot of different things, right? So you had like mm-hmm. a fruit like intergalactic fruit, but you also had, that was with granola. You had this really amazing, like egg, not egg, potato pancake looking thing that was very intergalactic looking, but Mm. tasted amazing. They had lots of waffles and syrups that looked really cool. And it was all kind of buffet style. So you could eat as much as you want. Um, That was for breakfast for lunch. Again, they had a lot of different things. The thing that struck out to me for lunch that was so cool was they had, they basically had chicken tenders and macaroni and cheese, but because it looked so weird, you were like, is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> and it, okay. And my son was like, that's all I want. So he's like, it was, there it you was go. There you it go. was amazing there. The dinner, the second night I really thought was just brilliant. There's this blue shrimp that comes out on a plate that is smoking mm-hmm. and amazing. And my podcast partner, Brian and I were trying to figure out how they made it blue because it is blue. Ooh, I mean, it is wow. blue. It was blue. Very That's blue. so interesting. Very blue, but it tasted amazing. There was just, there. yeah, the food is great. And I think anybody worried about if they're going to like it or not, you know, if they're willing to, I mean, again, my son who basically likes chicken tenders and mac and cheese he was happy the entire two days right so I think everybody is going to be able to find something they like there oh my gosh okay so now we do have to talk about the drinks because I know that that's (laughs) something that you love (laughs) yes so they have they have they have probably like uh, maybe like 11 12 drinks on their drink menu these are drinks that you're not going to be able to find at Olga's Cantina they are different drinks Okay. So I thought that was great. I was a little concerned that now Olga's Cantina's drinks are a little bit more involved in that they have like these balls, you know, they, you know, these kind of beads of juice and they will make your tongue numb and they will, they have dry ice. And you have some of that in the listing and the offering that's on the Halcyon, but it is not the same. They're not the same drinks. So but they can also do whatever you want. If you're like, I would like whatever you call a vodka and tonic, they will, <laughs> they will figure that out for oh, you. Oh, good. That's good. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's it's Disney. They'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll pay for you it. Have, but... So did you have a favorite drink? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I did. I did. And hold on. I have a name for it. And sorry, you'll probably have to. No, that's fine. This is where this is. I know the names are so unique and different. You know, I could imagine it's hard to remember exactly what something was called. Yeah. (laughs) It was writing it down or saving it. It's like a silver sea martini, is what it was called. Yeah. It's martinis. Oh my gosh. So it 
I'm going to send you some pictures of, because awesome. we, we, of course, Brian and I from Drink the Movies, we had to look at, we had to do all the cocktails. So of we course did all did. of them at least once. And the Silver Sea Martini is so beautiful because it is pink, but it's effervescent. Ooh. Like, I don't know what they put in it, but it's like a pink silvery purple that shines in the light. Oh my it God. had, I still don't know how they made it. And we, we went ahead and took an extra class. They offered an extra kind of option once you got on the ship. I don't know if it's something that you can book ahead of time, but we asked, they asked us to be part of this mixology drinking extravaganza that was about 30 minutes long where they did, you know, four or five drinks and they showed you kind of how, how they made them, but not how they, how they put them together and how they, right. Not how, not where they got the fancy effervescence. (laughs) Yes. So one of the great things is the, the bartenders and the servers in the lounge were about the most amazing human beings ever. They, they had been, one of them had been with Olga's cantina and her backstory was she was tired of being on Batu where it was so hot and she wanted to travel the world. So she came onto the ship and she's been here ever since. And she helped develop this the silver sea martini Ooh. and she wouldn't tell me what's in it but there's some mints there's it there was definitely a little bit of ginger at least it was gingery to me and I think it was a gin based drink mm. it was so beautiful and so great I probably had about I don't know I had a lot of them. <laughs> enough of them that you you know it was your favorite drink <laughs> yes yeah but they have their version of like an old-fashioned they have they had this cloud, cloud city drink, which was interesting because Brian and I, we covered Empire Strikes Back for May the 4th in our oh, podcast. Cool. And we had our own cloud city drink. And so it was really interesting to see that they were both blue and that they both had this beautiful froth on top. Yeah. Theirs was a lot more, there was a lot more to it because it was in kind of like this hurricane looking drink, but they also had this beautiful like glass sugar crystal piece that they put on the top of it. And that was really great. They were wonderful in that they, they really catered to children as well and made a lot of fun looking mocktails that you couldn't get in Olga's cantina, but, but they were delicious. And they had a couple of different ones that like made your tongue numb and it was cool. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm ready to book Tina. I don't know. How about you? <laughs> I know. I was just thinking about the the drinks. I mean, you know, when it makes your tongue tongue numb, it's gotta be pretty good. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. Yeah. So good. I'm curious if you think this is like an experience, like if it would be worth doing more than once, you know. Do you think you'd have a different experience each time? Like have it, you know, you could do different missions or or whatnot. Yeah. You know, we immediately at the end of it, we were like, we're definitely going back. We're definitely (laughs) going to go back and do this because again, you can choose, right? We chose that we were going to be part of the resistance. We did none of the dark side stuff. My son did, but we didn't as adults. And, you know, we didn't, so we didn't get any of those storylines that are all very vivid and deep and, you know, magic filled and none of themselves. So I really think that if you love Star Wars, this is something that is something that you could come back to. There were things that happened on the ship that you will never happen again. There are these moments that occurred mm. that, and when I think about this, because I used to be in theater, right? There are these moments that occurred that are totally improvised that you're never going to have again. Right. So you're not going to experience the same thing mm-hmm. every time. Now it's, 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 it's really expensive. I know I've said that a bunch of times because when, because <laughs> when I would go, people would be like, how in the world did you afford? That's nuts. Why would you do that? So I know it's very expensive, but it's, it be as a side effect of that, it's not going to be the same because of the way that they've built it out mm. and the way, I mean, there was a moment where my son got to learn from one of the Jedi masters, how to use the force. I don't know okay. if everybody, I don't know if every kid got that. I have no idea. I hope so. Cause it was amazing. He like made rocks fly. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> no idea. Wow. So amazing. And again, I cried because he was so believing in himself and the, the messages that you get mm-hmm. from people that are other than your family about being who you are and trusting the force. And 
you know, all of that, we would go back in a minute. I really think that it, it, it can be a one and done. It's kind of like Disney World, where if it can be a one and done, if you if, if that's what you can do and what you can afford and all of that, and it will be amazing. But if you want this to be something that you go back to, you certainly can. Now, what will be interesting is in the next couple of years, how they're going to change the story. Because as more, right, mm-hmm. as more movies come out, as mm-hmm. more of the universe of Star Wars builds upon itself, there's going to be more things yeah. and more characters for you to meet and all of that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I figure that it will evolve. Like the, the stories and the, the experience will change over time to give a different experience. But wow, it just sounds so mind-blowingly cool. <laughs> Are you it ready, really Tina? is. Are you it ready really now? Is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I agree. I have this cough, this nagging cough. So I, I agree. It just sounds incredible. I mean, I like Star Wars. I grew up, you know, in the 70s with the originals and stuff. And I love it. I'm not like a huge, like, Star Wars, like, diehard fan, but I do like the movies and I do watch them now. My daughter is really into it. But listening to this, like, makes me like, I want to go. I know, right? I want to have the experience. I yeah. want to do it. I do. Sounds do like it. like a once in a lifetime kind yes. of thing that you're you you could not experience this any other way or anywhere no. else. No, no, it's really hard to explain how amazing it it is. I mean, there is there are a couple missions. There are people on board. There's a couple musicians that are just amazing, and they're kind of going through and walking through and playing songs. And there's a storyline that I had to be a part of where I had to meet with one and he played a song and he improvised something and I had to do a dance and it turned out to be one of my favorite moments of the trip. Um, And it's just, that stuff happens, I don't know, uh, 80 times throughout the day. And, And so it seems like a short trip, but, and an expensive trip per day. And it is, but it, to me, it was so worth it. And so, I, you know, yeah, I definitely think that, that you you should go. I think everybody should go and, you know, let yourself go in it, just like Disney is meant to be, right? Where mm-hmm. a, a kid can be a kid, an adult can be a kid. You can really <laughs> allow yourself to jump into that universe, you know? Awesome. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> well, we cannot thank you enough for coming on our podcast and sharing your experience and making us want to immediately book our own, <laughs> our own voyage on the Star Cruiser. Um, and I wanted just to remind our listeners that you can check out Michaela's podcast, Drink you the can. Movies, mm-hmm. and you review movies and share tasty drinks in case the name of the podcast didn't give it away. <laughs> That's right. And with your co-host, Brian, and I have listened to it, a bunch of your episodes and they're, they're always very fun and entertaining. (laughs) And I hope that, you know, we could have you on the podcast again after you, you narrow down what your next vacation is going to be and tell us about more experiences that you had. And until next time, we hope all of your travels are magical. 